What's new, 802? I'm Becca Hammond, and you're listening to Vermont Talks. Vermont Talks may include graphic or explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Today is Saturday, July 8th, and I am lucky enough to be sitting with Alyssa DeBella. Welcome, Alyssa. And you're the owner of the Happy Here and Now studio, and you do watercolor, gouache, and acrylic art. And you run a small business through Etsy where you're selling art prints, stickers, original works, and cards. And you also have some work at Birds of Vermont Museum, Sparrow Art Supply. You're going to be in the Art Hope this year in the Space Gallery. Is, is that all part of the same thing, the art hop in the space gallery? I just want to make sure. It is, yeah. They um, they participate in that every year, so it's a really great, really got great it. space. Got yeah. it. Very cool. And you've also got some work at 30-odd on Pine Street. Yes. So welcome, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's absolutely beautiful out. It this is. It's one of the nicest days we've had so far this year, I think, honestly. It's hot, but that's yep. okay. <laughs> so how long have you been painting, Alyssa? So I really got into painting in 2021, actually, but I was interested in it when I was younger. So I would say when I was late elementary school, early middle school age, I was really interested in art and painting, uh, but I didn't keep up with it for a while. And then uh, I really got back into it in about in early 2021 going into 2022, where I was painting every day. Um, I really started exploring watercolors to begin with. So that was something that I started started with very basic paints and paper um, and just really learned the techniques and found that right as soon as I started it, it was just a passion that I didn't know that I had kind of reignited from when I was younger. Um, And so I spent so much time learning about all of the different painting techniques, uh, trying to take classes as much as I could as well, and just really finding that I was spending so many hours a day painting um, and the time would just fly. So uh, I've been painting full time for about, I guess that's a little over two years. So that's awesome. Yeah. Was it kind of a pandemic hobby that turned into? (laughs) It was a little bit. It was. It was kind of wanting to find something that was less screen time during the day, I think, and especially at night, especially the winter is when it's dark out at 4 p.m. Just kind of wanting something to to do that wasn't necessarily on a screen. And then I had remembered how much I loved art when I was younger and just felt like I wanted to get back, get back into it. And so it was great just picking it up, not knowing what would happen. And then a couple of years later now, I just couldn't have even predicted just how much I love it. So, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so yeah. happy for you that you're doing it full time too. And I've got to say, everyone should check out your work. Please go to the show notes page. I do believe this episode is going to be vermonttalks.com forward slash 38. And I'll have a whole bunch of your pictures on that page. And it will redirect you to your website and everywhere else. But your, your style is very whimsical. Yes. <laughs> and it almost reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever done any sort of illustration for like a children's book, but it's so pretty and cute that it feels like it should be in a children's book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of the style I found that I just love. I love the... Um, the animals, I actually painted landscapes for a long time. I just didn't branch out from landscapes. They were kind of my go-to for a long time. And then recently I just started loving animal paintings in watercolor and acrylic. Um, but watercolor has more of that kind of whimsical feel yes. to it. So yeah. And watercolor is very hard. I must say it is. That's <laughs> those things you get into a little, and it's just to get everything to blend nicely and not muddy, I guess yeah. is the right word. Cause if you don't know color theory, it's really hard to get everything to mesh nicely. So 
you said you took some classes. Where'd you take classes and which ones did you recommend? Yeah, so I took classes mostly online uh, throughout that time. I did take one in-person class out in uh, Colorado for a while, but that was really fun just getting to learn uh, some of the techniques, the color wheel, just some of those more formal aspects of painting. But I really loved Skillshare online for classes. And so I highly recommend that. That was a great place just to learn so much about uh, the different materials that people use. There was so much that I found I learned just within the first six months of painting of the different types of paints. Um, the tube watercolor paints became my favorite after using those for a while. Cool. Um, things like that, just really learning what's out there and how different papers can affect how the painting comes out. Um, and really branching out with a lot of that as well. So I definitely recommend those classes. It's just incredible. They have levels from beginner to advanced artists and just really helped kind of get a sense of all the things that are out there. Yeah, very cool. I never really thought about Skillshare for something like that. So that's a really interesting recommendation. Do you have any specific people that you took a class from that you're like, oh, that was the best one? I actually, I took such a range of classes. There were so many on there. I loved the folks that did um, painting challenges. And so you would actually do a painting every day for a month. And so they hosted a class that was just uh, every day they would have a different, usually landscape, sometimes botanicals uh, that you could do for an entire month. And I love those because you would just see the progression from day one to day 30 of just the different skills that you learn and they're just really small like manageable paintings for kind of right. a busy weekday schedule so very cool I love your uh, flower paintings oh thank you <laughs> you've got a really cool style I really I enjoy your work and everyone should go check it out so you just said that the tube watercolors are your favorite do you have a specific brand that you love or you could recommend or different brands you know, yeah you don't have to plug one yeah I love the Windsor and Newton Cotman watercolors those have kind of always been my favorite ones um I for the longest time was using uh, pan watercolors and I love those too but the tubes um they're a little harder to travel with especially yes. if you go to places that have like altitude and things like that um but they are amazing for just getting more of that um the tones that are just a lot more vibrant um and then the thing I love about watercolor is you can put the paint on the palette and then reactivate it with water later right. so just so much paint that you can use or keep a palette with you and not have to keep the tubes when you're traveling. Um, but that's definitely been my, my favorite go-to brand, uh, that nice. I found so far. Cool. Yeah. And what kind of paper do you end up liking to use? I've done a little bit of watercolor painting and I was, I, I did not love it the way that you do clearly. So what kind of paper do you think is the best for you at least? Yeah, I found two. One of them that I, I think it's my favorite is the Strathmore 400 series. So it's, um, kind of the best quality of that brand watercolor paper, but it's very affordable as well, which is really nice just to find like bigger sheets that you can kind of size down or small sheets. I do a lot of smaller works. I recently have branched out into bigger works, but for a long time focused on kind of smaller paintings. Um, and so that is an amazing uh, resource for that. And then Arches watercolor paper is a very, very fancy watercolor paper that I love as well. Um, but those I usually save for kind of final works or uh, bigger paintings. Nice. Very cool. Is Do you have a specific technique that is your favorite watercolor technique? I've done some of the like the, what do they call it? It's like wet painting where you wet the entire page yes. and then everything bleeds. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, that's kind of my favorite one, I think, especially for animal portraits. So you kind cool. of draw the outline and then you cover it in water and then you just kind of drop 
the paint along different lines and then you let it dry, which is the hardest part <laughs> is being patient enough to let it fully dry before right. starting the next layer. Um, and that is probably my favorite just because you never really know how the paint is going to go onto the paper. So it's always kind of this amazing uh, things will happen with the painting that you weren't expecting, but you kind of end up loving. Um, right. Like it doesn't turn out exactly how you think it will, uh, but the paint kind of does its own thing. And that's probably why that particular technique is my favorite. Um, but I do also really love just blending the blending of watercolors, especially for florals and just really that loose style. Right, right. It, it looks so soft. Watercolors yeah. have that very particular, like acrylic is really pretty, but watercolors are so... They're so soft and they almost feel like a pastel. It's not a pastel, but it has that vibrant, like everything. It not does. Vibrant, the opposite of vibrant where everything's just floating together so nicely. I'm bad at describing <laughs> what watercolors look like. Fluffy. They look fluffy yes, they and do. soft. <laughs> they do. Uh, so you also do gouache and acrylic. And we, we were already discussing how much we love the word gouache. Yes. So gouache is hard to work with, right? I've heard this before, which... Why do you prefer watercolor over gouache or acrylic? Yeah, I would say I do love gouache. It's an interesting mix between watercolor and acrylic, so it's a little more uh, buildable, which is one of the things I do really like about it. Um, but I definitely gravitate towards watercolor just for the range of possibilities of paintings that you can make, uh, different subjects and things like that. However, I will say recently I've been really getting into acrylic painting. I, it's been what I've been picking up for a couple of months, just kind of canvases and, and going into the acrylics. Um, and doing a lot of like summery wildflower acrylic paintings, which has been really fun. Uh, but I think with the watercolor, just the softness of it and the whimsical nature, like we were talking about, is probably my favorite. Um, but I'll often find myself going with watercolor and gouache mixed media. So kind of combining the two, the things I love about both of them. Uh, That's cool. How do you do, would you do the watercolor first and then gouache after? Is yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Kind of building on, um, oftentimes I'll do like buildings in gouache because it's really hard sometimes to get the watercolor to not blend into the background when you're adding something that should be kind of more forward in the painting. Right. So that's always was the hardest part for watercolors for me was adding layers and, and getting that depth and not getting the paint to kind of right. go all be on if the same you, level. Exactly. Yeah. Reactivate things. That's, that's what I, exactly. I, tend to do. I feel like that's a very, that's something you must learn and get over as a beginner watercolor artist is building because yes. I tend to put too much water and then all of a sudden I'm just redoing the entire <laughs> <Yeah>. background over <laughs> and over again and it's just not working the way I intended to. So yeah, there's definitely a real skill set to being able to build on top and get more vibrancy yeah. from it instead of just the floaty, fuzzy softness that you do get with watercolors. So what inspires you to paint? Yeah, I think I really love nature as inspiration. That's one of the things that I draw from the most is flowers, um, animals, especially woodland animals tend to be what I paint the most. Um, but recently I started doing more pet portrait type things as cool. well, which I really love. Um, but a lot of the inspiration just comes from really wanting to capture different seasons, especially in Vermont, just such beautiful seasons all year round that I love to capture um, in painting and 
that's where a lot of the inspiration came from for me, especially in those darker winter months, just wanting to to capture some of the warmer scenery. And, and even I do love um, like mountain cabin type paintings as well as is really nice, cozy in the winter. But that's a lot where a lot of the inspiration comes from for me. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and it, it, it goes well with Vermont. It does. <laughs> it's, it, I thought that when I saw your fox. Like, oh, this is pretty yeah. sweet and cute. <laughs> it goes well with Vermont, with especially Vermont. if you're doing like cabin paintings in particular. So do you have any other hobbies that you're doing? I know you're making stickers. I kind of mentioned some of the things you're doing. So do you have anything else or is it all paint-based? Is everything with a brush? Yeah, most things are paint-based. I kind of started getting into ink and wash, uh, drawing with watercolor washes, a lot of like the illustration type style. I love that so much. And so I'm trying to kind of expand my skill set with that. Um, but I definitely, one of the goals I had for the year was to learn how to make my own art prints and things like that. And so that was kind of the, the other creative avenue that I took. And I have really been loving that. I think just having the balance between that creative aspect and really learning how to work with, that was a whole nother level of learning how paper techniques and printing and, and printers and things like that. Um, and so I balanced that with the painting and that has been just such an incredible kind of combination for me of just creative, creative avenues. Yeah. Very cool. And printing is so difficult. It Scan- is scanning, getting a good scan, like high quality and keeping the colors right. Yeah. And, and printers are the whole other side of that, right? Where you're, tr- oh, this, this is not looking right in terms of color. And then you have to mess with everything. Adjusting. Yeah. All of a sudden you're a photo editor. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a lot to it. There's so much. Yeah. Very cool. So, and you're selling the prints on your Etsy site along with the stickers. The stickers, are yeah. So cute. I, I noticed the sticker. On yeah, the water bottle. <laughs> yep. it's so cute. Uh, so, what other hopes and dreams do you have for your studio space? Because you recently moved, right? So things are things are in flux, and you're really tr- building this out. So, yeah. what, what are your hopes and dreams? Yeah. So, I recently set up um, a much larger home studio, which has been one of the dreams of mine. I absolutely love it. Just having so much space dedicated to art, um, being very organized, having everything labeled—that was just an amazing opportunity for me. Get it all organized and put together. Um, having lots of natural light in there has been great as well but I think eventually I would love to have kind of a separate outside of um, my house studio space that's kind of a gallery has a lot of other things in it and just a place for me to work as well so that's probably kind of one of those 10-year goals is just kind of having a home studio and then having somewhere outside of that to be able to grow uh, my art. Yeah very cool and obviously the internet being what it is. And your social media account is super big. Oh, thank you. I, that's it. You're posting all these cute pictures all the time, which is where I found yeah. you, Alyssa. <laughs> so people, I'm, I'm trying to keep my eyes out. You are actually the first artist I've had on the show who does visible art only, which I've been trying so hard to find people to talk to. And it's so hard to find. I don't know why exactly yeah. it's hard. I get, I've got quite a few authors on the show. I've got musicians on the show, but for some reason it's hard to find people who want to talk about their visible art. Yeah. So thank you so much for of being course. the first visual artist on the show and actually coming on and talking to me. So 
Tutorials. Oh yeah, you started doing tutorials. I totally forgot. I was going to ask you about this. Tell me about the tutorials you've been doing. Yeah, so I kind of started painting um, time lapses and more kind of slow form videos on my Instagram. And I've really been loving that, trying to find the right um, balance of kind of the painting process. I've really been enjoying that. I think I got a lot of inspiration from the tutorials that I watched on my own uh, when I was starting painting and just really seeing. I love seeing how people start with a painting and then what it ends up looking like. Like just that whole process is just so cool to watch just the time lapse and everything. So I've really enjoyed that. I think um, eventually I might branch out more into like longer form videos with more explanations of, of the different techniques and everything that I'm working with. But for right now, I've just been loving um, making those kind of videos or doing kind of a before and after of the initial drawing versus what it looks like in the end. Yeah, that's really cool. I've actually done some time lapse videos of making art before and it's so much fun. It's so fun. You end up becoming, we were just talking about all the things you do when you're trying to print your art and scan your art. But when you start videoing your art, you you become a a photographer, a videographer. You start doing some uh, video editing, all sorts of different things that go into that side of it. It's so rewarding, though. It is. Because you can actually watch it from start to finish. You're like, I did that. Yeah. I did all of that. It's so cool. Well, that's, yeah, that's awesome for you that you've been doing the tutorials. Do you think you'd ever teach classes or sell online classes at some point on how to paint and just kind of branch into the like Skillshare world? Yeah, I was considering that in the future. Definitely. I think especially my goal for the past couple of years has been just to really branch out into all the different art styles that I see, just try so many different things. My main goal for this year was animal portraits because uh, those just seemed so different from landscapes. Those were my comfort zone was landscape paintings. And so it's been so fun branching out into those. And so I think once I've kind of gathered all of those different um, different subject matters that people paint, I would definitely be interested in kind of expanding into that. Cool. Yeah, very cool. That's a great idea for you because I think you've already got the the general... You've got the skills with your video editing already and making time lapses. You've already got everything that you need to do that. And I, honestly, I don't think you need to get much better. I think people <laughs> would love to learn how to paint the different things you've been painting because they're so cute. Thank the animals you. are so cute. I love those. They're just <laughs> oh, they're just so much fun. Would you ever consider illustrating books if there was someone who is like, oh, I really want whimsical animal (laughs) paintings in my children's book. Would you be interested in doing something like that? I've definitely considered that. I think um, especially when I see a lot of those like ink and wash um, types or the loose watercolors, I've definitely considered um, projects like that, which is just a little bit more, especially when it builds upon like a story, just having paintings that build upon each other. That would just be so amazing. So I've definitely considered projects like that in the future. Yeah, it's definitely something that I think you could do, honestly. I could I could see the fox. The fox himself. The fox, yeah. He could have his own whole story and saga, and he's super cute. So I could <laughs> I could see it for sure. So, which one is your favorite painting that you've done so far? I think I was thinking about this actually, and it changes often just depending on what paintings I've done but I will say the fox is definitely one of my favorites I think just I love how it came out um the colors blended in a way that I wasn't expecting but I ended up loving um it, it looks like a fuzzy fox like, yeah it's so perfect the way that came out it brought it really the texture look like hair it's amazing <laughs> yeah I really loved that it was definitely like one of the ones that I just 
really loved after I finished it. And recently I did a pet portrait of my dog as well. And that one I really loved after I finished that one too. Same reason it kind of, um, the colors blended in a way that I ended up really loving. Um, and then I would say for an acrylic painting, I really branched out and I challenged myself to do a 16 inch by 20 inch painting, which was probably, I want to say like seven to eight times larger than my typical painting. So it was a bit of a like challenge for me. Um, it took me quite a few days, I think of daily painting. It was probably two weeks to finish that one. Uh, but it was a bridge scene under cherry blossoms. And I just really loved how that one came out and was very nervous because I think sometimes with those bigger paintings, you just get really nervous about how the whole entire right. thing there's, is going to look. There's so much space. There's so much time you're putting into it. It's kind of a daunting. It like, is. Taking a giant canvas is daunting. It's one thing to like do a, you know, where they splash the canvas yes. or something. It's like, oh yeah, look, I've made an abstract painting and it's giant. It's not nearly as daunting as trying to make something detailed and mapping it out, getting the scale correct and all of those things. And so right when I finished that one, I was really excited um, and really ended up, that's uh, what got me into acrylics recently was that painting, just really challenging myself for the one of the first ones that I had done um, and just wanting to do more larger works now after kind of initially doing that one. Very cool. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about some of these spaces. I know we talked about it at the very beginning, but you've got your work showing in a few different locations right now. So tell me tell me what is where and yeah. what you're most excited about in terms of showing your work in different places. Yeah. So right now I have a piece up in the Birds of Vermont Museum, um, and that show is actually going to be running until Halloween. So that is quite um, an amazing show of just local artists. And so um, that's up in Huntington, Vermont. That's cool. So it's all I'm guessing it's all birds. It right? is, yeah, cool. bird themed and different um, different mediums. People have done uh, photography, painting, lots of different amazing mediums in that show. Uh, so I'm really excited for that um, that show. And then I have um, often have pieces in, in Sparrow Art Supply as well. An amazing, amazing gallery in Middlebury. In Middlebury. Um, cool. Really love, really love um, Sparrow Art Supply, and so. That is also uh, one of my favorite places to get art supplies as well. Um, and then I'm going to be doing Art Hop this year, which I'm very, very excited about in the fall. So I'll be doing that at the Space Gallery up in uh, Burlington. And so I will have a space there um, that couple of days in September of this year. Um, cool. And then right next to the Space Gallery is 30 Odd, uh, which is an incredible store. And that's where I have a couple of my stickers, prints, and cards as well. Very cool. Where is 30 Odd on Pine Street? It is... Um, it is a little bit further down Pine Street, more towards downtown Burlington side. Near the soda plant, maybe? Yes, near the okay, soda plant. Cool. Yeah, Very cool. I, yeah, I just didn't know where that was, and I drive down Pine Street all the time, so I wasn't sure. And do you know what space stands for? Because that's going to bug me. I don't, actually. No big deal, because I'm now I'm curious. where And where is that? Is that right in downtown? It's actually right behind 30-odd. Yeah, oh, well, so it's okay. right on uh, by the soda plant. Cool. In, in, uh, on Pine Street. On Pine Street. Yeah, very mm -hmm. cool. Awesome. And the whole art hop. I'm trying to remember all the different things that go into the art hop. Because the art hop's a huge deal. Isn't it a whole bunch of different businesses and you can kind of make a day out of walking around and looking at things? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. You can walk around and there are so many different um, art studios and galleries and then also stores that participate as well for the whole weekend. And then lots of uh, food and other opportunities. So very cool. I'm very excited. 
So tell me a little bit more about yourself, Alyssa. Are you from Vermont originally? Where? Who are you? Where are <laughs> <Yeah>. you from? <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm from Colorado originally, but have lived in Vermont for quite a while. Um, came out here a lot in the summertime. Have a lot of family from here, and most of my family uh, lives here now. So I've been here cool. full time for quite some time. Uh, really loving it. Just I love. Um, all of the weather here, the art community here is absolutely amazing. Um, and that is just been incredible as I've gone from kind of painting in my home studio to showing more of my work and really getting to know other artists in the community. That has just been an incredible opportunity for me that I've really loved uh, about being here. And um, I have a seven-year-old dog named Oliver who is often in my paintings. <laughs> um, he's a red bone hound. And so he's definitely frequently in in a lot of mine he has long ears he does yeah <laughs> Those, they're so cute they're, so they're cute. almost like they're, are they wrinkly or does yes, it just look wrinkly very okay. wrinkly. wrinkly long ears <laughs> so cute they look sad but not yeah not really <laughs> exactly so sweet so please plug all your social medias plug your website plug everywhere that anyone might possibly want to find you yeah so I have an Instagram account at the happy here and now studio that's where I post most often um, I try to do a lot of stories on there and uh, video content as well and then I also have my website uh, which is the happy and that has a link to my Etsy store um, and then also has a lot of uh, the paintings that I've done ranging from a couple years ago go to kind of present in a gallery space on my website as well. Um, and then I also uh, included in the show notes a couple of links to websites for the places that I have a couple of my pieces here locally in Vermont. Awesome. Yeah, definitely will be all of those will be on the show notes page. That's vermonttalks.com forward slash 38 for this episode. And we'll have all of those links and also the links to the other, the studios that you're showing your space, the Birds of Vermont Museum, Sparrow Art Supply, Space Gallery. But that's not until the end of September, you said? I think it's the uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th oh, of, September. of September. Yeah, got it. And 30-odd on Pine Street. So we're going to link to your Etsy, all of those places. Everything will be linked. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank the you show, so much Alyssa. for having this me. Has been fun. So I've, I'm excited for you. I hope you do great with your studio. All right. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to the end of the show. Subscribe to Vermont Talks on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all over the web. Contact Becca at VermontTalks.com if you'd like to be interviewed or if you know someone who should be. Thanks so much to Jason Baker for creating the show music. The views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Vermont Talks. Any content or statements provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, or anything. And that's what was new in the 802. Have a great day!